Imagine a business built on what matters most to you. One inspired by creativity and connection, where purpose leads to profit and wealth is measured not just by your bottom line, but by your higher self. Welcome to the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast, where we connect the spiritual with the practical to create a holistic approach to entrepreneurship. Leave the hustle behind and let your intuition lead the way as you grow a successful, fulfilling business and a joyful, radiant life. Hello, my wise ones, and welcome to the very first episode of the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. I'm your host, Lee Shea McDonough, and I am so excited that you're here and that we are starting this journey together as we explore what it means to be a spiritual entrepreneur. I started this podcast because I wanted to connect with and serve other entrepreneurs like me, people who want to blend the spiritual with the practical so that we can create successful businesses and fulfilling lives. And so I'm committed to making that happen. I want this to be a place of inspiration, of support, and of growth so that you can create, grow, and scale a business that's defined not just by your bottom line, but by your higher self. So I am so excited that you're joining me today. When I was thinking about how to start this podcast, I knew that I wanted to talk about spiritual entrepreneurship. And then I realized, you know, that phrase, there's not really one single clear definition out there. What does it mean to be a spiritual entrepreneur? And so I thought we would start with this very first episode exploring what that means. What is a spiritual entrepreneur? How does that differ from a traditional entrepreneur? And how can you combine the spiritual with the practical so that you can create a profitable business, but one that supports you and your spirituality? So that's what we're going to talk about today. We are going to dive deep into spiritual entrepreneurship, what it is, what it looks like, and how you can cultivate that approach in your business. So in today's podcast, we are going to start by defining the two words that make up spiritual entrepreneur. I want to take a close look at what entrepreneurship means and what spirituality means, because I believe when we have a clear definition of both words, both concepts, then we can blend them to create a definition of spiritual entrepreneurship that will guide work your inner wisdom as we move forward. Because I think it's really important that we're all on the same page, that we understand what it means to be a spiritual entrepreneur and how that shows up in your business. So we're going to take some time to define spiritual entrepreneurship. And then from there, I'm going to spend a little time exploring the qualities of a spiritual entrepreneur and how spiritual entrepreneurship differs from traditional entrepreneurship. And at the end of every episode of the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast, there will be a make it work moment. So that is the time where I take everything that we've talked about during the podcast episode and I make it actionable. So I will leave you with some questions or maybe a suggested activity so that you can actually apply what we talk about during today's podcast episode and every future episode. Because let's be honest, insight is amazing, and I hope that as you listen to this podcast, you walk away with some aha moments. But if you don't take that insight and actually apply it to your business, then it's all for naught. And that's not what I'm about. I want you to see tremendous growth in your business, and that means taking action. So that's why at the end of every episode, I will ask you to take action. Sometimes that will be in the form of reflection questions. Other times that will be actually moving forward and doing something different in your business. 
but I commit to you that at the end of every episode, you will have a make it work moment so that you know exactly how to apply everything that we discuss in the episode. So with that, let's get started. So when I started my coaching practice about three and a half years ago, I was not particularly familiar with the word entrepreneur. I mean, of course, I heard it. I knew theoretically what it meant, but I didn't really think of myself as an entrepreneur. And it wasn't until I really got some, uh, some experience uh, under my feet that I realized, oh, no, no, I'm definitely an entrepreneur. I'm deep in this world of entrepreneurship. But if you had asked me to define what it meant to be an entrepreneur, I'm not sure I could have. It was kind of one of those things that you know it when you see it. But I think it's important that we have a shared definition of entrepreneurship as we start on this journey together. And as I was doing some research for this episode, I came across a definition by a writer named Paula Fernandez. She wrote for Business News Daily, and I loved her definition of entrepreneurship. She wrote that, simply defined, an entrepreneur is a person who identifies a need and starts a business to fill that void. I mean, it doesn't get much more simple than that, right? So anyone who sees a deficit, sees a need, and is able to create a business that addresses it, that is an entrepreneur. So then after I read her definition, I started thinking about, okay, so what are the shared traits or qualities that an entrepreneur has? And I came up with six of them. There's probably many more than six, but these are the six that really resonate for me. So first and foremost, I think an entrepreneur is a visionary. An entrepreneur is someone who has a very clear vision of what they want the world to look like and how their business and their approach can create positive change in the world. So in many cases, an entrepreneur is a trailblazer. They are creating something brand new or maybe at least a different approach to an old problem in order to improve someone's life. So the second quality that truly sets entrepreneurs apart is their ability to see opportunity in everything. So no matter what happens, whether something goes as planned, whether it goes awry, an entrepreneur is able to find the opportunity. They see possibilities where many people don't. And it's that energy and that perspective that allows them to create new ways of moving forward. And so it ties in with that visionary quality as well. So when you have a visionary who sees opportunity in all things, well, then that leads to the third quality, which is innovation. So not only do they see new opportunities that connect with their broader vision, but they also know how to create new ways to address an old need. So they are able to create solutions that serve the greater good. And so that innovation leads to the fourth quality, which is having the practical ability to convert their vision into action. Because I'll be honest with you, I know a lot of fantastic idea generators, and I bet you do too. That's the person that's always able to come up with new ideas and new ways of of doing things. But maybe they're not so hot at implementing it. An entrepreneur knows how to balance both. They know how to develop a clear vision of the future they want, and then they know how to take the steps to actually make it happen. So they are equally as adept at creating a vision as they are implementing a strategy. So the fifth quality that I think entrepreneurs share is that they are willing to take risks. They understand that in order to achieve growth and in order to change the current paradigm, 
They have to be willing to go out on a limb and try something new. And sometimes it's going to work, and oftentimes it's not. And they're not afraid of that because they don't see that as failure. They don't see that as a problem. They simply see it as an opportunity to refine and move forward. Really, everything is data. Everything is simply information that describes how well something works or it doesn't. There's no judgment. There's no attachment to it. They're able to view it as, you know what, this is just more information to help me refine my product and, or my service and move forward. And because of that, they're much more open to taking risk. And that's what promotes growth in their businesses. So the sixth quality that I think entrepreneurs have is that of being strong leaders. They are willing to take a stand, to put themselves out there, and to chart a new course. They know how to lead and inspire others. And this concept of leadership is something I'm really excited to explore in future episodes. I'm going to have some wonderful guests on the podcast who are going to talk more about what it means to be a leader and a spiritual entrepreneur. So these six qualities, being a visionary, seeing opportunity in all things, being an innovator, having the ability to convert vision into action, being willing to take some risks, and being a leader all encompass true entrepreneurship. So an entrepreneur can take those qualities and use them to address a need through their business. Now, in my research, I found a second definition of entrepreneurship that I absolutely loved. I think it really encompasses everything we've talked about so far. And that definition comes from Richard Branson. Richard Branson says, being an entrepreneur simply means being someone who wants to make a difference in other people's lives. And I think that's such a pure and lovely way of looking at entrepreneurship. And what it really gets to is the fact that service is a core element of entrepreneurship. Yes, we start businesses because we want to make a living, we want to be profitable, we want to make money, and there is nothing wrong with that. And we are going to be talking much more about that in future episodes of the podcast. But I think it's important to remember that that profitability is rooted in service. It means showing up and serving our people so that we can help make a difference in their lives. And that's what entrepreneurship is. So now let's talk a little bit about the other component, which is spirituality. Now, spirituality can be a complicated topic to discuss. There are millions of definitions and ways that we can view spirituality. And I know that spirituality is a deeply personal experience for us. And so any one definition of spirituality probably won't fully encompass what it means to be a spiritual person. That being said, I do want to share a definition I found from one of my most favorite people in the world, Brene Brown. In her book, The Gifts of Imperfection, she defines spirituality as recognizing and celebrating that we are all inextricably connected to each other by a power greater than all of us, and that our connection to that power and to one another is grounded in love and compassion. And I really love that definition because it focuses on this idea of connection and that we are all connected to each other, that humanity is connected, but that we are also connected to something outside of ourselves, something greater than ourselves. Now, what that thing is has been the root of arguments and disagreements and wars for millennia. And I would not presume to assume that I know for sure what that greater power is. I know what it looks like in my life. My hope is that 
you come to know what it looks like in yours. And this podcast and the Work Your Inner Wisdom Facebook community is a place where we can explore what spirituality looks like in our lives and in the lives of others. And we understand that there's probably no one right answer, but that all are welcome and that we're on this path of exploration together. So whether you engage in formal religious practice, whether you describe yourself as spiritual but not religious, perhaps you define yourself as agnostic or atheist, but believe that it's possible to connect to something greater than yourself, you are welcome here. We take a very open and inclusive perspective of spirituality. Again, understanding that it is highly personal and it's okay to have a perspective and an approach that is unique to you. As the podcast continues, I'll share more about my spiritual beliefs and my journey. And I do so not to presume that it's the right way or the only way to practice spirituality, because it's not, it's my way. And I may share it in order to provide examples of how it shows up in my work and in my life. But again, it's not to suggest that it's the only way. And I hope that as the podcast goes on, that you will share with me how spirituality shows up in your life and your business. And the Facebook community, Work Your Inner Wisdom, is a great place to do that. But back to Brene Brown's definition. One of the reasons it resonated with me so strongly is because of the core elements that I think are embedded in her definition. First and foremost, she talks about connection, knowing that we are connected to ourselves, to others in our lives, to the world around us, and to something outside of ourselves. And that connection is at the heart of spiritual practice. She also talks about love. So it's easy to reduce love to romantic love, to Valentine's Day, to rom-coms. But you and I both know that love goes much deeper than that. And I think it might actually be fun to explore the concept of love on a future podcast episode. So I think we'll do that. But again, I believe that when we allow love to inform our work and our actions, that's really what creates positive change and transformation in the world. And so I am thrilled that love is included in her definition of spirituality. She also talks about compassion. And I think compassion is another important concept to explore. Being able to show up for each other, to stand with each other in our joy and in our grief, and to extend understanding to each other, I think is really at the heart of compassion. And then of course, all of this is used to help us connect with something outside of ourselves, something greater than ourselves. And again, we might not know what that is. I don't. Um, You might refer to it as God, or the universe, or source, spirit. However you choose to refer to it is perfectly acceptable. And you'll probably hear me use different words to describe it. But again, we're talking about that greater power outside of ourselves. Okay, so we're clear on what it means to be an entrepreneur. We know what we're talking about when we bring up spirituality. Now it's time to blend the two into a definition of spiritual entrepreneurship. So my definition of a spiritual entrepreneur is someone who creates and grows her business as a means of improving people's lives, her own life and others. And she does so while building a deeper connection with others and with a power greater than herself. 
So spiritual entrepreneurs feel a strong sense of personal commitment and and pride in their business because it's truly an extension of who they are and what matters most to them. So as a spiritual entrepreneur, I believe that we know that profitability is based in service. And so when we show up and serve and when we connect with others, we can create change in their lives and make money at the same time. The two are not mutually exclusive. It's totally possible to benefit the lives of others, to create true transformation and have a profitable and sustainable business all at the same time. And so that's really at the heart of spiritual entrepreneurship. We show up and serve because we know that service is at the heart of a profitable business. So if that definition resonated with you, and I really hope it did, then you know that you are in the right place. So let's spend a little bit of time now talking about what makes an entrepreneur a spiritual entrepreneur. So I went through some qualities that I think most entrepreneurs hold earlier in the podcast, and I want to get even more specific about what it means to actually be a spiritual entrepreneur and what that looks like in your business. So first and foremost, I believe spiritual entrepreneurs view themselves as being connected to that greater power, to God, to spirit, to source. And because they are connected in that way, they view their business as being connected too, because their business is simply an extension of that connection. So everything they do, every way they serve is an extension of their connection to that spirit. So that deep connection is really at the heart of spiritual entrepreneurship. And from that connection comes true guidance. So spiritual entrepreneurs are guided by a clear purpose. And that purpose drives their vision and it's anchored in their values. It's anchored in what's important to them. And that includes their connection to their spirit. And from that connection comes a clear purpose. Spiritual entrepreneurs know what they are here to do. They allow that purpose to guide them. It drives their vision and it's anchored in their values, in in what matters most to them. And for most spiritual entrepreneurs, those values include that connection with something greater than themselves, and also the ability to create opportunity for transformation. So no matter what kind of work you are doing, whether you are a service-based entrepreneur, a product-based entrepreneur, you are creating an opportunity for your clients to transform themselves, to improve themselves, to live a better life. That's at the heart of spiritual entrepreneurship. So as I mentioned before, it's great to have a vision, it's great to have insight, but if you're not able to translate that into action, then it's going to be pretty difficult for you to have a sustainable business. And so spiritual entrepreneurs have the ability to transform their vision into strategy, and then that strategy into action. So the actions that they are taking, the actions that we are taking, move our business forward and also promote connection among all. Spiritual entrepreneurs are also particularly adept at allowing their intuition or their inner wisdom to inform their decision-making practices and the actions they take in their business. And that's precisely why I am calling this podcast Work Your Inner Wisdom, because I do believe that it is our intuition, our deep sense of inner knowing that allows us to take actions in our businesses that will create success. I honestly believe that you have in you right now everything you need to be successful. You are wise, you are creative, you are passionate, and you want to make a difference in the world. 
And sure, there might be some strategies, some skills that we can build together, but you are already enough just as you are. You have everything you need to be successful and work your inner wisdom is going to help you achieve that. But intuition is truly at the core of spiritual entrepreneurship for me. And so in a future episode, I'm going to be doing a deep dive into intuition, what it is, what it isn't, what it looks like, how to cultivate it, and most importantly, how to allow it to inform your business decision making. So as your intuition is informing the actions you're taking in your business, you as a spiritual entrepreneur also know that the work you're doing is for the benefit of all. And that includes your benefit too. So yes, you are showing up and serving powerfully. You are creating change in the lives of your audience. And you're also creating positive change in your own life. So there's some inner transformation that happens. And that leads to external success and ultimately profitability. And that's honestly one of the things I love most about being a spiritual entrepreneur who has a coaching practice. I find that when I am working with a client, when I'm coaching a client, there is opportunity for the client to grow, but there's also opportunity for me to grow as well. I learn something new from every single session I conduct with a client. And that's the beauty of coaching is that there's room for everyone to grow. It's such a powerful process when both the client and the coach have an aha moment in a session. And I think that is such a beautiful example of bringing an abundant mindset into our business because we know that nothing is zero sum. There is plenty for all. There is opportunity for insight for all. There's opportunity for money for all. These things are only limited by our own belief systems. So we'll be exploring that more in future episodes for sure. But again, having that abundant mindset and understanding that the work you're doing in your business benefits everyone, including yourself, I think is really a hallmark of spiritual entrepreneurship. So spiritual entrepreneurs are also willing to take smart risks in their business because, again, they know that regardless of the outcome, there is always opportunity for growth, and they believe that it's guided by that higher power. So when something goes well, when you take action in your business and it turns out as you planned or even better than you planned, well, that's awesome, right? But when it doesn't go according to plan, that's okay too, because it's just data. You can step back and see it as informing your business and your business practices so that there's no such thing as failure. There's no such thing as making a mistake because we're able to learn and grow from every experience we have in our business, regardless of whether it goes according to our plan or not. And finally, spiritual entrepreneurs deeply believe that their work, their business, is bigger than themselves. They know that they are the heart of their business. They're what makes it run. They bring the vision and the passion and the talent and the ability to take action And that's what makes their business grow. But they also know that their business is not limited to them, that it is connected to something bigger. It's connected to humanity. It's connected to spirit. And so their business is truly an extension of the divine. And so these elements are really at the heart of spiritual entrepreneurship. So rooted in connection, in purpose, in vision knowing how to take all of that and translate it into actionable strategy so that you're moving forward in business and you're doing so while maintaining that abundant mindset 
and a willingness to take risks because you understand that this is all part of a greater plan. So some of you may be wondering then, what's the difference between traditional entrepreneurship and spiritual entrepreneurship? And to be honest with you, from the outside, they may not look very different. I think both spiritual entrepreneurs and traditional entrepreneurs are interested in creating successful, profitable businesses that serve their audience. I think the difference between the two has more to do with the internal processes and the fact that spiritual entrepreneurs are likely to allow intuition to guide their decision-making and hold connection with others and with something outside themselves as a core value as they move forward in their business. So as a spiritual entrepreneur, I approach my business in a very specific way, and there's four elements that I incorporate into my business practice, and I'll talk about these more in future podcast episodes, but I want to briefly introduce each of them here. So the first is intuition, and I've talked about that a little bit already, that idea that we have a deep inner wisdom, a way of knowing without knowing. And that, when we pay attention to it, never fails us. Our intuition knows what's true. And the greater we can connect to it and allow it to inform our decision-making, the more likely we are to act in accordance with our values and in harmony with the universe. Again, I will go into much greater depth about intuition in future podcasts, but I want to start with it here because it really is the basis of my view of spiritual entrepreneurship and how I operate my business. So intuition is closely connected to a second element, which is the power of discernment. And I have a whole podcast episode talking about intuitive decision-making and discernment that's going to be coming up in just a few weeks. But I really view discernment as the process of determining whether something is accurate. And in my business, that usually shows up in the messages I'm telling myself or in how I am interpreting the things that I am seeing or experiencing. And I'll go into this in much greater depth in that podcast episode. But what I really try to do in my business is discern whether something is coming from a place of fear or a place of intuition or a place of fear or a place of love. And I think when we are able to discern whether something is fear-based or love-based, then we are able to really connect with ourselves, connect with that higher power, and make decisions in our business that are grounded in truth. So the third element that I use in approaching my business as a spiritual entrepreneur, and this is probably not going to surprise you because I have talked about it a lot already in this episode, but it's connection. And I think it's important to think about connection in two ways. I've talked a lot about external connection today, so connecting to clients, to colleagues, to your community, your stakeholders, so to speak, so promoting connection among other people. But I think it's equally important to view connection as an internal process, and this can certainly be connecting to God or to the Spirit. It can also be connecting to our unique values, what matters most to us so that I know what my core values are. I know the principles that I want guiding my business. I am deeply connected to them. And as a result, they show up in the work that I do every day. And the fourth and final element that I consider as a spiritual entrepreneur is empathy. So going back to Brene Brown's definition of spirituality, I really appreciate that she uses the word compassion And here's where I want to take it a step further, and that's where empathy comes in. 
You know, when we feel compassion towards someone, it's almost like we are feeling for them. But with empathy, we are feeling with them. We are able to walk alongside them in their experience. We are able to acknowledge their emotions, hold space for it, and live that experience with them. But we are doing so alongside. We are partnering with them. And so sometimes compassion can feel like something we're giving to someone else. Whereas empathy, I think, is an experience that we're having in partnership with them. And so that's why I prefer to think of empathy as being one of the core pillars of my practice. And we'll talk much more about that in future episodes as well. So we have covered a lot of ground in this first episode of the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. We've taken a close look at what entrepreneurship is. We have explored the definition of spirituality. And we've used both of those things to create a definition of spiritual entrepreneurship that we can use as a reference point in all of our future conversations together. I've shared with you my view of what I think a spiritual entrepreneur possesses in terms of qualities. And I've also talked to you about the four pillars of my business and how I view spiritual entrepreneurship. So all of this is setting the foundation for the conversations and work that we will do moving forward in the podcast, and I cannot wait. I already have an exciting lineup of guests and topics that we're going to explore together, and I'm really excited that you're going to be on this journey with me. So now it's time for the Make It Work moment, which is brought to you by my book, Act on Your Business, Braving the Storms of Entrepreneurship and Creating Success Through Meaning, Mindset, and Mindfulness. So I wrote Act on Your Business for spiritual entrepreneurs like you and me, those of us who show up and serve our clients powerfully, who know that we have a clear vision and that we're here on this earth to transform the lives of others. And even with that knowledge, sometimes we can get caught by the thoughts and emotions that distract us from our purpose. And so if you can identify with that, then you're going to love Act on Your Business. I walk you through six core processes to help you create sustainable change in your business and your life. And it's not just all talk either. I walk you through the theory behind it, but I will also provide you with exercises and practical application so you know not just what to do, but how to do it. You can find Act on Your Business at Amazon, or you can go to the book website, actonyourbusiness.com, to learn more. So for today's Make It Work moment, I want you to take a little bit of time today and think about your personal definition of spiritual entrepreneurship. So out of everything that we talked about in today's podcast episode, what resonated with you the most? What would you describe as being the centerpiece of your definition of spiritual entrepreneurship? Or maybe it's something we didn't talk about at all. And if that's the case, I definitely want to hear about it over in the Work Your Inner Wisdom community. But take a few minutes today to write out your definition of spiritual entrepreneurship. And from there, I want you to think about how you view your spirituality, how you would define it, and ways that you can infuse that into your business. So I talked a little bit about my four ways, intuition, discernment, connection, and empathy. You are more than welcome to use those. But if there are other approaches that you take in your business that fall under the auspices of spiritual entrepreneurship, by all means, write those down 
and then come share them over at the Work Your Inner Wisdom community. You can find us on Facebook. If you search Work Your Inner Wisdom, it's going to come right up. So thank you so much for joining me on the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. Again, I cannot wait to explore more topics about spirituality and entrepreneurship with you. And to help you get started, I have created a free resource library just for you, the spiritual entrepreneur. So if you head over to workyourinnerwisdom.com free, you will learn how to gain access to that resource library, which contains tools and guides and information to help you build a successful, profitable business that's rooted in what matters most to you. So again, head over to workyourinnerwisdom.com free and sign up for that free resource library. You can also find more information about Work Your Inner Wisdom and show notes for today's episode at workyourinnerwisdom.com slash one. So that's the number one, workyourinnerwisdom.com slash one for show notes and more information about the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, and I sure hope you did, it would mean the world to me if you would take two minutes out of your day to leave a review on iTunes. Reviews are an important part of letting other people know that we're out here, and it's your way to help grow this community of spiritual entrepreneurs. So again, thank you so much for joining me today. This is Lee Shea McDonough with the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast, reminding you to let your inner wisdom lead the way. 